Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. I'm Jenna Wilmers. And I'm Fran Malfer. We're your ember igniters. We nurture the embers of a diminished fire, empowering individuals to ignite and activate their passion to carry out their God-given life assignment. Sparklight Ministries in our podcast. This is part two of how to find hope through hopelessness. In our last episode, we talked about a seven-year-old girl named Keila, uh, who really had a very traumatic life, and um, she called herself actually um, the girl of who was hopeless. And um, but her story doesn't really end there. Um, it it goes on. When she was nine years old, her mother passed away and uh, she really didn't know what life was going to look like and so but she had friends and um, they had a birthday party together and so um, these were nine and ten year old girls and um, like all birthday parties they can be wild and crazy but for some reason she sat down with the circle of her friends and um, she asked a pretty amazing question of these young girls and she said hey you know do you think I'll see my mom in heaven. I know, and that's such a profound question for nine and ten year olds yeah. to be asking one another. And I want to pause right there and really just point out the fact that after this, her friends took a moment and shared the word of God with Keila and said yes. And how at 9 and 10 they were strong enough in their faith to share the word of God with mm -hmm. someone else and yet there are adults that I know that That's right. wouldn't see that opportunity to share the word of God or even their testimony with another person. How many times have we not said our side of the story or something that's happened to us yeah. Uh, or really even society trying to label it as, oh, they're just the person that says, look at me. Right, right. It's not like that. No, and honestly, what Keela said is, is that this particular moment in time when these girls were sharing the story uh, of who God is to her, she, and I quote, she says, the story so catastrophically wrecked my life my way of thinking that I rose up from the ashes as a new person. Well, what did these girls share with her that caused that kind of a statement? I mean, she wanted to know about heaven, so they just talked about what they knew, which is, well, God loves you. Yes. He loves you so much, he has a plan for your life. And so they began to just talk about that, and they talked about um, how Jesus came to take care of all of the sins of the world, including hers. Yeah. And um, and as she listened to that, her heart knew. It, it knew that it had been longing. And see, I love that because it really goes to what we're about, which is there was an ember inside of Kila that had really just barely glowing. I mean... Maybe we can even say it was ashes. She does actually say ashes, yes. that it had died. There wasn't any hope in her at all. And 
these young girls spoke life spoke life and fanned her flame that's right into allowing her to rise out of the ashes at nine and ten so she made a decision that day that absolutely changed her life and that's what we want to talk about um by the way just so you know Keila's last name is actually Hope. I find that amazing. God gave her a name. Uh, God uses names in the Bible a lot to identify particular characteristics of who you are or what you will become. And um, Keely found hope. So um, I asked myself this question like, you know, we talked about hopelessness or despair or depression is a word you'll hear a lot in society today. Mental illness. These are all words that we use today that uh, really are about being hopeless. So if you feel you are in depression or if people think you have mental illness, it's likely that what you have is a, a, a state of hopelessness. So what does hope look like then? Or what? how can you describe hope. Well, um, hope um, for Keeley and for the rest of us is really described, so Wikipedia says that it's um, an optimistic state of mind that is based on, okay, so it's based on an expectation of positive outcomes um, with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or world at large. Well, how many of us, if we're in the deepest part of despair, are going to be optimistic? Right. But because who, we can't see the light. We can't. Or even at that point, too, sometimes when you're in the deepest, darkest of despair, you just sit there and wonder, when is it going to ever end? Right. Right. And so one of the fun things about looking up words, which I love to do, it's a part of how I uh, think about life. I'm, I'm stuck on them. The other side of that is, is that it was also described as one of the, this sentence just really kind of rocked me a little bit. It says, it's a forward-looking faith. Okay, so faith by itself means you don't have an evidence of something, but you believe. So when Keeley said that she made a choice to believe that God loved her and had a plan for her life and that things could be different, she said that catastrophically changed her outlook on life. And so we want to talk to you a little bit about how you can uh, look at your life and find that forward-looking faith. I kind of want to expand a little bit before moving on about your forward-looking faith because I like how the sentence continues too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a forward-looking faith that is a confident belief not based on things experienced, right. but the Word of God that the future, He says, will happen <clears throat> has certainty and that will give joy, peace, and patience. Amen. Amen. So, yes, how do we make our dead hopes and dreams that are now embers come alive? In our experience, really, for us, it was, the, if the first step is really making a choice. Yeah. 
if you want to change the trajectory of your life and where you're going and what you're doing so you're not continuing on the same path and getting the same result, which, you know, is actually the definition of insanity. Yes, yes. Um, if you want to move forward in your life and really learn how to carry out your God-given assignment, you're going to have to make a choice to change your mindset. And so one of those, we have four steps for you today. And the first one is that you need to prayerfully consider what do you really want for your life? Yeah. I like that because um, we often think life happens to us. Yes, that's so true. I right? love that. But we can uh, direct with God's help because he's got a plan. And it says in the word of God, in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I, God, have a plan for you. And it's a plan that is built with a future and one filled with hope. And the qualifier is, if you seek me. Mm -hmm. So first, when you're prayerfully considering, yeah. who are you praying to and why? Keely knew the answer because she knew that God loved her. But in that prayerful time, God can reveal to you what it is that he has planned for your life. So all those uh, embers, ashes, you can throw kindling on that. You can add to it by prayer. I love it. Absolutely. The next thing that you'll want to do in prayerfully considering is make a list of a hundred things that you want to do before you enter a time. Of, I don't like that. I'm going to cut that. The next thing that we're going to ask you to do is to make a list of a hundred things that you want to do during your time here on earth and you might think that's easy but we can really tell you it's not from experience yes. because we've done it uh, and then after you've made that list of a hundred we want you to take it down to ten once you've got it down to ten we want you to ask God to show you the way the next thing that you'll need to consider, number two, is you need to be ready to grow in your new identity. Yeah. And I think both of us really experienced wow. so much when we went through this process of really accepting your new identity because we always hear you have to leave great things for greater things. Mm -hmm. And when you first hear that, you're kind of like, nah, okay, that doesn't make sense. But when you experience it, it really comes to twofold to you where yeah. you experience things in a whole new way. Uh, I, I mean, I can recall I was involved deeply in an organization that I was giving all of my time, all of my effort to. Uh, I would do anything for them because I felt uh, so strongly. I wanted mm -hmm. to improve them. I I just, I just wanted to help and serve. And when the Lord led me to Fran and uh, into our journey of coming together, which has brought us here today, uh, yeah. I had to leave that organization. And the journey that I had to go through in order for myself to feel okay, to be able to step away and not want to give my life to that organization. And really it did start with changing my mindset mm -hmm. 
and how I thought about yeah. things and how I thought the world. Yeah. I love there's a quote from, uh, I believe it's out of John Maxwell, where he says that failure is an opportunity to start again, but with more intelligence. Yes. And, you know, um, <laughs> Jenna and I attended a conference and um, failure uh, has a negative connotation. But I remember we walked out of one of the sessions and we're like, failure is only the, the next step to the success that you're going to have. So we're like, yes, more yeah. failures. That's going to get us right where we want to be. So I want to encourage you that you will have some failures along the way, but they're meant to be stepping stones to getting closer to those things that God has placed on your heart. I also love that same conversation she's referring to. We also said that we would always make it a point to high five and celebrate our failures. Amen. Because the thought of getting one step closer to our breakthrough was yeah. just so exciting at the time. And we didn't have this plan of a podcast or no. starting a ministry or anything like that at that at that moment. And so now even thinking about what we will be celebrating in the trials and errors yeah. is just, it's really exciting. We just can't wait to see what the Lord exactly. is going to exactly. bring to us. Yeah, so that kind of leads right into point number four, which is um, a rise above self-pity. Uh, failure is an attitude. It's not just an outcome. And that's what we've been trying to say to you, you know, mm -hmm. is, is really, if you think about it, um, I used to love this story about Thomas Edison. I'm just going to insert yes. this real quick. So Thomas Edison was the inventor of the light bulb. Well, we look around, everything about us has lights in it. And so it's an incredible invention. And um, he was being interviewed at some point and people were like, how did, it, how did it feel every time you failed? And he made that same comment about, you know, it wasn't failure, it was just getting me one step closer to success. So people um, who have had immense influence in our world have also had tremendous failures yeah and so what we what we're saying is if you take your failure and you go whoa is me I'm not good at anything I'll never be good at anything then you probably won't be good at anything but when you say wow I learned something in that particular circumstance or experience you know even when they're perpetuated against you Sometimes there are things that happen in our lives that we don't have control over. But we don't have to sit and say, woe is me. Absolutely. Fear, fear will paralyze you. Yeah. And the one thing that the enemy loves to do, and kind of even did it with us yeah. in the beginning too, <laughs> was he will keep you from starting. Yeah. So many times we were told in our journey, just start. Just start. And... <laughs> things would happen and we just kept getting set back and set back and finally we were just like no this has to stop That's and we're right. going to just start and that just that act and making that decision to do that has then again changed our trajectory 
of where we are going and what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And every time you say yes to those kind of negative thoughts or feelings of failure, you know that you've entered a battle with the enemy, right? Every time. And But your voice overpowers and has overcoming power through the blood of Jesus Christ for you to accomplish what was set before you. So we don't, we have power to make those kinds of changes in our lives. We do, which yeah. brings us to our last point, number four, which is to ignite your fire and do something. Kind of going back to just start. Yeah. Right? Consider what you can accomplish in the next 12 months if you take your top 10 and write them each on one sheet of paper mm -hmm. and then write out what are little baby steps that you right. can do to get there to reach your ultimate we'll call them goals at that point. Uh, consider the way that the Lord wants to take you. Uh, prayerfully consider uh, the path, the people that he might yes. bring to you. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some people that were brought Absolutely. to us unexpectedly, but have had a high impact on us. Uh, there's just so many, so many things. And you might be in a place where you feel like you're doing pretty good. You're on, you have your goals, you're on your way, you're doing those baby steps and everything like that. Then we challenge you to then disciple to others and start helping them reach their goals. Help them to see that they can do it too. Uh, drop lines to your coworkers. Yeah. When they say, oh, I'm just so tired shoot back at them and say, you know, I used to feel tired until I started getting up at 4.15 to go to the gym every day, <laughs> yeah. and now I am full of energy. Yeah. Think about how you would feel if you received that from a Amen. coworker. Amen. Yeah, you know, anytime we can give positive reinforcement, we're doing what God asks us to do, which is to give life to other people. Um, I think about the Word of God so often. Um, if you're not familiar with the Word of God, I, I really do encourage you to see if you can find a Bible. Um, there's so much rich stuff in there, even things like when it says, you know, when we ask you to start off with prayer in these four steps, you know, the Word of God says in Psalm 34, he says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. So you can have that assurance that God will be with you in this walk. Your hopes, your dreams, they can be fulfilled. You just need to know that you have the power within you to ignite those dead flames or embers in your life. And that's why we're here, is yes. to do that. I also want to kind of tell you how um, my story ended. I shared a little bit about the infertility journey that my husband and I had been on. And um, I really didn't know either. And so one of the first steps that we also took was to begin praying and seeking the Lord and saying, you've planted this desire in us for more children, and yet we're not able to get pregnant again. So God, I don't understand. And um, so we were in that phase of prayer and my husband was in outside sales. And so um, one day he suddenly shows up at my office in the middle of the afternoon and I'm kind of taken by surprise. And he says, I, I, I got this phone number and I want you to call. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I just came from a client. And um, 
was doing my job and when I was ready to go I said okay see you in two weeks and the guy goes no I won't be here in two weeks and he says oh where are you gonna be and he said well actually I'm going to Brazil he said well what's in Brazil <laughs> you know like there's a foreign country for you and he says well I'm going there to adopt two children immediately my husband got a spark in him mm. that just ignited and um, one of the things that uh, he said to him was um, well tell me more about that journey so he gave him the name of the adoption agency and he gave us and he came to me and he says call this number and I was like you know my heart was heavy because I had it was just a long journey and so to make a long story short we called and the first thing the uh, the lady said is hi and I told her that I'd gotten her number and and um, so she starts telling me about her agency and I'm just like wow and I keep thinking why isn't she asking me any questions about you know how old are you how long have you been married do you have other children and so forth and um, so finally I said, are you not at all curious about who we are? And she goes, well, yes, but you know, you're on the way to adoption. That moment, God answered my prayer. Someone saying that to me made me realize that there were other ways that God had plans for me to have children. I'm happy to tell you I have three beautiful children all grown and married, and uh, quite a few grandchildren now, but God gave me two children by adoption. It has been the best journey and one of the hardest journeys, just like being a parent of any other child. So God had a plan for me that I couldn't have imagined. And I love how one sentence changed the trajectory of your life. Yeah. You never know what you say. We've said it multiple times uh, in talking yeah. together uh, that words are powerful and you have to speak life not only for yourself. When you speak, you're speaking life for yourself, mm -hmm. but you never know when you're speaking how much you are speaking life into those around you. Amen. And one sentence from you can change the trajectory of someone else's life. It happened to Fran. Yeah. It happened to me. It actually happened to Thomas Edison, too. Yeah. And we just encourage you to think about what you say each and every day because you never know when you could be that person to change someone's life. Uh, as Terry Savelle Foy says, uh, someone is waiting on the opposite side of your obedience. Amen. And that could be you telling them something that they haven't heard that they need to hear. Yeah, I love the um, verse that God gave me during that particular phase, and it really speaks to the issue of hope. And it comes out of the, the book of the Bible in the New Testament called Romans, and it's chapter 5, and it's verses 5 and 6. And it says, Hope will not disappoint, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and his love. You know, God never left us alone. When he mm -hmm. died on the cross, he sent a Holy Spirit who talks to us and reveals things to us. And that is how we can know that there is a place in which God has a plan that's good. Yes, every so, time. Keila, 
found her hope in Jesus Christ and is living her life today as a new creature filled with hope. Absolutely. Yeah. So we want to end with some activation items for all of you. Uh, we want you to prayerfully consider what you want to do with your life and mm -hmm. compile that list of a hundred things that you want to do before your time on earth is up and you are called home to the kingdom of God. And then we want you to narrow that down to 10 items. Yeah. And then we want you to break it down even farther of what are steps that you can take that will lead you to reach that goal. And when we come back next time, we'll be expanding upon that. So today, when we finish off, we're always going to say something positive to you. And so this is what I know. The Lord loves you. He wants to reveal to you the plans He has for your life. He's been eagerly waiting for you to ask Him because He is more than willing to answer you and give you what you need. Be blessed in this week as you walk with Him and learn the things, the glorious things He has for you in the future. We are so excited that you can ignite your inner fire and you can begin the journey to restore the blazing fire of your future. Don't forget, our podcast drops on the second Wednesday of every month. And we really do want to hear from you, so please feel free to go to our social media page or you can contact us at our website, which is www.sparklightministry.com and then click on the connect button. And if you have been encouraged by our podcast, we ask that you subscribe and share with those around you. Now go out and set the world on fire.